This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Boy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I'm here joined with my guest, James Matthewman from Underground Ecom. Hey, James, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. And you, Kevin? Oh, I'm doing great. It's really great to have you on the podcast today. Uh, hey, James, can you kind of tell me a little bit about yourself and, and, and then over your, and explain to the listeners your background? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I'm James Matthewman, based in the UK. So, yeah, I've lived here my whole life. When I was sort of around 19, started getting into e-commerce. Uh, really interested in in that market space. Did do a little bit of work. Uh, I actually partnered and, and ran one of my e-commerce stores for about a year in, in the pet niche. And what I really found during that period, I took on all of the back-end marketing uh, for that company and really focusing on the email marketing uh, because, you know, it was, quite, it was a, quite a niche product with, you know, a very engaged audience. So we found email marketing to be really, really powerful. And I really just focused in on that and just pushed as hard as I could on that email marketing. And it turned out to be just an absolutely massive uh, revenue driver for the company, a really, really valuable uh, source for the company. And from that, you know, it just really gave me this idea that I hadn't learned about email marketing from anyone or anything. I hadn't seen a lot about it in the sort of e-commerce space. And I realized how powerful it was. So that sort of gave me the idea to really focus in on email marketing and really expose that channel uh, to other e-commerce businesses. So I started my company, Underground Ecom, about three years ago now. And yeah, since then, we've been working with a whole range of e-commerce stores, solely focused in on the email marketing channel, also a little bit of sort of SMS and Messenger, but really focused in on the email marketing channel and helping them really generate the most revenue possible from, yeah, sorry. Yeah, oh, in. no, no. I was, I was just going to ask when for your e-commerce store, sort of when did you realize that email marketing was like a really big channel? And the reason why I asked that is because everybody, you probably hear all the time, like, does email still work? Is email still a thing? Yeah, no, definitely. I think for us, really, we, we got one, we got one sort of big product that started selling really well. So we built an email list really, really quickly, but we were so focused on the front end that we built up, I think it was probably about a 10, maybe eight or 10,000 email lists. So we said, okay, now we've got to start focusing on that. So I just did this sort of welcome campaign out to the email list and that made about $5,000. And then we ran about three more that week that were around the same number. And then we were just like, wow, okay, so this is something we do really need to, need to focus in on. And, and that's sort of when it got really exciting because we were like, wow, you know, we can generate all this traffic and revenue on the front end. But what we're really doing, if, if done right, is building a customer base that we can use for repeat purchases. Um, and that's, you know, where a lot of the profit and, and, and can, can come from there. So that, that, that's sort of where we realize that power there. Exactly what you said makes sense. Like we talked to other, you probably talked to other business owners, but with an email marketing, uh, with email marketing or sort of an email in general, you really own that customer. Stuff like Facebook, mm-hmm. of course, there's Facebook, Google, they have tons and tons of traffic. But remember, like that's their traffic. That's why we're paying for their traffic. But with email, we really want to capture users for our own sort of business, our own brands. And we have our own e-commerce brands too here that we do in-house. And we always, always want to be doing email marketing campaigns because we want to own those customers. And even like, I mean, you probably have worked with other brands, like they're driving traffic. Let's say they're driving a hundred people to their website. The website converts maybe at best 3%. So about 97% aren't even buying or even interested in the product. 
I always tell brands like you need to have some sort of some sort of pop-up or some sort of thing to capture an email. How do you guys sort of think about that when brands tell you like they don't need email marketing or like that's not something they, they, they want to do? Yeah. So I think, you know, there's a couple of sort of stages to email marketing. There's obviously, you know, focusing on the subscribers that you already have and turning those into more profitable subscribers with a, with a long customer lifetime value. But then there's what you're talking about there, which is growing your email list. And, you know, I think a lot of sort of more established brands do lean away from pop-ups and lead magnets to capture um, email addresses because they think they're kind of spammy. But it's really about just getting that system right. We use a software called Optin Monster or sometimes Justuno, which is fantastic for this. And we design page-specific pop-ups all across the website and we set them all to X-intent, both based on sort of technology, but also based on looking at the Google Analytics and the timed X-intent. We're not going to really uh, affect main converting traffic. We're not going to get in the way of main converting traffic, but we are going to look to capture as many of the customers who are exiting and turn them into subscribers that we can then retarget through email marketing and also potentially bring in with an offer there. So that's what we do there. Um, and by making it page specific, sort of an example of that would be, you know, if they're on a product page, instead of having a pop-up that comes up and it's, you know, a general sort of discount and it's got a sort of a sale banner, uh, it might have an image of that product and say, you know, get 10% off that particular product. And the difference in conversion rate there just by bringing the relevance level up, it really is massive. And that, that's been something that we've been using a lot. I think a lot of brands sort of struggle with like, oh, this pop-up or exit of 10 is annoying. But the mm. thing about it though, is that it's pretty effective it, and it works really well. And the thing about it too is, if it wasn't so effective, websites wouldn't be doing it. Like we, even on our own websites, we're collecting, let's say, we do a lot of organic traffic from our website, over mm. 30,000 visitors a month organically. Wow. Um, so we're still collecting maybe five, 6,000 emails a month just from pop-ups because people yeah. still want it, right? So I think it's similar to what people say like, oh, ads are annoying or, or I don't click on ads. But then you look at something like Google and last quarter they made 40 billion just from, from all these quote unquote people that never click on ads. <laughs> exactly exactly and i think you know with the with the annoyance thing you know it's just a, it's just about you know working to, to mitigate that problem testing on both desktop and mobile making sure it is easy to exit out of and sort of doesn't block any buttons or anything like that but if you get the format right then it's not going to really cause a lot of annoyance it's only going to show to the customers that that you want it to show to uh, and like you said it's going to bring in a ton of leads uh, which is going to make your entire email marketing system more effective because you're really hydrating it with hot leads yeah. And honestly, like I always tell people like you need to look at these brands and sort of companies are telling you like Google's always a big proponent of, hey, like you don't want to sort of pop up or this thing messing up your website. But like that's also because they also want to make sure that you're paying them for traffic. So <laughs> you also need to look at, I think people always seem to realize like who are the people telling you not to do this? Because remember, like Facebook, mm. Google, of course, they always they don't want pop ups because they don't want you to own your own customers. They want you to keep paying them. So as a brand, like. I always tell people, like, if you want to sell your business, people are always interested in that email list. Like, you guys probably know how much, anybody in email marketing knows how much is important. And when you're selling your business, like, people are always going to ask, like, okay, how big is your email list? Because they want to know, similar to what you said before, like when you had your other store, it's like, can I sell to them again? Because you, want, you own that customer. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, we're working with a couple of clients now who are, who are looking for sort of acquisition at the end of the year. And, yeah, it's a massive factor because, yeah, if you think of sort of buying a business there, you're really looking at who is the customer base and how effective is the sort of brand at keeping those customers loyal. And an email, you know, email marketing is a, is a really clear sign of that. So if you have very effective, you know, engaging email marketing, 
that is bringing back a lot of repeat customers. It's going to massively increase, uh, you know, the multiple that you can sell your business for, you know, as opposed to uh, if that's not set up and everything relied on, relies on paid traffic, it doesn't, you know, have the same sort of strength and multi-channel approach there. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. And I 100% agree with you. Like you need to be building up this email list from day one. Okay, so now that we sort of know, like we, we clearly know that email marketing is important. I want to know really interesting kind of how you guys are sort of setting up email campaigns for brands that you work with and sort of maybe what's that sort of process from, you know, sort of like how do you sort of start to, you know, getting that first sort of campaign up and, and maybe talk about some of the tools that you guys use because with email marketing nowadays, there's so many, I think it's crazy. You, I mean, you guys, you've probably seen it before. It was like really, everybody was using MailChimp. That was like yeah. the number one thing and, and probably AWeber and like a few other ones. Right. But now for e-commerce, there's the new tool for email marketing coming out almost every other month. Yeah, exactly. And, and alongside that, sort of a lot of apps that do sort of, you know, different features, etc. So there, there is a lot of choice there. Um, the platform we always use is Klaviyo. That I can't recommend enough for e-commerce email marketing. Just the level of metrics and also, especially if you're using Shopify or WooCommerce, the integration there is just so strong. It pulls basically all of the customer data across. And it's just a really powerful tool for doing the things, you know, the things that really need to happen, which are complex automations based on a variety of metrics, really powerful segmenting and a really good sort of email builder. So I think with all those three there, as well as a very effective tracking system that tracks revenue, open rates, click rates, revenue per recipient and a ton of other metrics there, you know, all of that plays into it being a really, really strong contender and the one that we use for all of our email marketing. The automations is really where it takes over from things like MailChimp, especially since MailChimp's kind of separated from Shopify. The level of automations there just isn't as strong and the tracking of those isn't as strong. So yeah, for Shopify or e-commerce in general, I would definitely recommend Clavio there. So that's the one that we go with there. Yeah, so just with starting with a new client and, and, and that sort of process, the first thing that we always do, as I'm sure you do in your agency, is a brand review. Sit down and really work through how we want to voice, you know, how we want to voice this brand and, and how we want to communicate with the customers. Because, you know, only the brand really knows that really effectively. So it's about understanding that and then taking that and putting it into an engaging email marketing format. So that's the first thing we do is quite an intense brand review there. Um, and once we've got that understanding, our first goals are to get a lot of the automations up, up and running and get them up and running with a lot of split test variations because, uh, you know, with email marketing, different strategies work differently for, for different brands. And, and it's a massive the sort of range you get. You know, some brands, you may find that text-based emails work fantastically. In other brands, very little text at all. And the design and just engaging content, you know, graphic design is, is what's key there. So... We always set up a massive variety of split tests for all of our um, automations along with subject lines and content. So we can get those up and running immediately, get traffic going through them and start looking for the winning sort of winning formats and, and sort of subject lines and content formats that are really working for this brand. And then, you know, once we start getting some of that data, it puts us in a stronger position to optimize those automations. And then on the campaign side, uh, yeah, it's a similar process, really. In, in our first week, we always look to hit a lot of different segments uh, and also split test all of the campaigns. So we'll look to hit, for example, the buyer segment. So people who have purchased in the last sort of 90 days will look to hit, you know, the most engaged of so people who have actually been opening the email marketing, depending on if the brand's been running email marketing already. And then we'll also look to hit other segments like non-buyer segments. 
just to see how engaged those are. Because occasionally, depending on the product, you'll actually find a non-buyer segment is where a lot of the revenues at, potential revenues at, because they are people who were interested. They just got sort of separated either through abandoned carts or others, but um, that can be a really powerful segment to hit. So we'll basically hit up all of those segments in the first week there. And then the way that we work, which is really different to other brands, is we don't build out a really long content calendar in advance. And the reason we don't do that is because we want to leave opportunity to make, you know, monitor results-based decisions so that we can actually sit down, look at what's happened in week one, look at all the results from week one, and then use that and all that data to plan week two, because there's no point in really planning out a whole long content calendar, you know, with our ideas of what we think is going to work. But then we find we start implementing that in week one and it's sort of off key and it's not right. Uh, And then you've got a whole content calendar planned out that's not in line with what's working. So it's really important to take an analytics-based approach, analyze everything that comes through and use that to make, you know, data-formed decisions there. Exactly what you said. I think like even like going back to Clavio, it's a great platform. I think it shows businesses such as yourself and that, you know, email is really driving traffic and revenue. And I think that's sort of why something like Clavio has made email more, even much a bigger part of the picture because they finally can attribute all the emails to the actual revenue that you're bringing from new customers, or even some of the segments that are in Clavio. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, just one feature that Clavio I think has done so well you know, their top bar for analytics, you know, it shows the total revenue of the companies and then the revenue that's being generated from flows and campaigns as a percentage of that. And, you know, that's really staggering. That can be, you know, all the way up to 50% of big businesses revenue being generated from email marketing. And it just shows how powerful that channel is. And it's just not something that you want to be missing out on, especially, you know, if you want your business to compete with your competitors, it's all about, you know, your customer lifetime value because the more, you know, the largest... CLTV that you have there, the more you can pay for those customers. And obviously, you know about that with advertising. But obviously, if you can pay more for your customers, you can update your competition more profitably. And you can really steal their customers because you have larger CLTV there. You know those customers are going to be more valuable to you because you have a strong back-end setup and so you're willing to pay more for them. Totally makes sense. I have a question for you. So how do you deal with like, you know, maybe brands or clients that don't really let's say they have like a product and they don't understand that, Hey, like you really want to increase that CLTV because as you probably spend more money on online or even spend more money advertising, it's going to cost you more money to acquire a user. And then, you know, we always tell them like, Hey, like it looks like costs are increasing to acquire a customer, but even want to email previous customers sort of, how do you work with business owners that maybe don't understand those metrics or, you know, sort of maybe what tools or resources do you tell them to go look at or watch? Sure. So I think the first thing with this conversation with business owners, you're kind of in a dual conversation. You need to explain the value of email marketing, and then you need to explain, obviously, the value of underground e-com and why they should be going with us. But you've hit the nail there because, you know, because a lot of people don't know about email marketing and the value there. uh, You know, our first challenge with new business owners is actually to explain the value of the email marketing there. And we do that a lot of the time, you know, we just let the case studies do the talking, you know, that's really key. And, And a lot of businesses that we talk to actually go to our website watch those and then they're like wow we didn't really know that we could be doing that let's have a conversation so that's that's really key there i think that that's really key is just to really really explore that value with them walk them through the different things there the other thing that we often do is we do a clavio audit if they're already running email marketing or we do an audit of what they're already running Uh, and that really gives us you know a very confident position to explain to them what we can do and what what results you can expect because you know once you've had a look at things like list size previous campaigns what you're doing on the front end the type of product 
it's very easy to comfortably make a prediction on the email marketing and the email marketing opportunity there. And because we've invested a lot of our time with clients in, in month one, we don't look to work with clients that aren't the right fit for us because obviously not, not every e-commerce brand is, you know, if they're new, if they don't have a stable front end, you know, if they're just in their early stages, email marketing is not something that they need to be really focusing in on. So we are very careful with the clients we pick and we do explain that we're only offering this to you because we know it's going to work for you in the long term and it's going to work and you're going to be a long-term client of us. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't really just want to work with you for one cycle. We wouldn't want to just work with you for one month. We're really in this for the long-term and the long-term investment there. Yeah, same thing with us. Like you probably had the same experience too where new brands come to you and then, I mean, they feel like they're making us like an offer to work with them, but like they're a brand new company and we're just like, you have, I mean, I don't really tell them like, hey, like you're not ready to work with us because you don't understand marketing or even like how business is supposed to work so I, yeah and i think yeah i think that's really key to you know we've we've always said that as a company that that's a, a very sort of strong moral standpoint because you know if someone comes to you and you know their new business comes to you and, and they want to work with you and you know they want to offer you money for that you know a lot of companies you could take that but it's not right for them and it's not right for you so i think it's really important moral standpoint that you know if you know there's not there the right stage for them that you explain that and I, I completely agree with that and that's something we've we've always done if someone's not qualified and if and if it's not the right position sort of no matter how much they want it we're not going to really recommend that or put them into a deal with us that yeah i think sometimes too it's with us we only really work with clients who are spending at least 10k plus a month in facebook mm -hmm. ads just because anything lower than that it's too hard for us to really work with them or they don't really understand sort of what the metrics mean or sort of how really the yeah. works. It, it's, and I'm assuming you guys also have that too, where as a mm. brand new companies, they sometimes want to work with you. And then, I mean, I've experienced it before too. We're just like, Hey, we just can't work with you. And then they get mad at you. I'm like, Hey, like, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, sorry. Like, honestly, like I tell brands all the time, like, Hey, like the lower the budget you have, the more you want, like, one-on-one -on -one touch with our team and the more you spend yeah. the less touch you want which is crazy because you actually and i tell brands this is why like when i tell business owners I'm like hey like brands spending like 100k with us they don't want us to call them or text them every day because they understand that we're actually working on updating their campaigns looking at the metrics looking at the data in order to make sure that next month performs well i mean i'm assuming you guys also probably experienced that or maybe somehow in your agency life you experienced that too <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you, you, you have that massive variety, you know, different people will sort of expect different levels of contact there. We try and sort of set that, definitely pre-frame that in advance, how our contact works and, you know, how often you'll get to contact us and how often we'll be sort of sitting down and walking through all of that. But yeah, like you said, it's all about really coming down to the results. I'm sure you've also experienced this. The other thing, you know, that we try and really walk through at the beginning is, like you said, owners sort of, or owners or, uh, you know, companies, you know, getting in the way of their own results you know, not providing the information that we need, you know, stopping us or not sort of agreeing to the strategies that we know are going to work for them and then ending up not with the results that they want. You know, that's really important and we're, we're really sort of transparent with that. They do need to put trust into the expert in this situation. They do need to put trust into the people who know, who know what they're doing to get the results. Otherwise, you know, what's the point in us really being there? You know, if we're just going to take directions from them and work under, you know, their strategy and their plan, there's not much really much point in us sort of being there as a sort of strategist sort of position. Yeah. It's so funny that you said that because it's crazy how much that happens where they come to us because they need help. And like, we've worked with so many brands, you work with so many brands, but yet once it comes to the campaigns they'll be like, no, that's not what I want. I'm like, well, like, this is what like we initially talked about and you agreed on. And 
why are you changing it last minute? Because they want to execute their vision and then they don't get the results they're looking for. Then we're like, Hey, look, like we told you this isn't like the right way. And even for us now, we will tell them like, Hey, like when you're working with us, we have a strategy that we've seen work well, we'll work within your parameters to make sure it fits on brand. But this is why you came to us because you needed help. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's really important. I think for them to sort of understand that that situation and for you to put that up front definitely and that's the best thing for them as well that's where they're going to get the most results you're doing it really in their best interest there yeah uh, okay another question about sort of like email campaigns how are you guys sort of designing these campaigns or sort of like do you guys have in-house designers are you mm-hmm. guys sort of using plain text emails sort of how do you think about it with Clavio, or, or does Clavio have some sort of like easy drag and drop sort of stuff that you, you can use yeah, Clavio has a really easy drag and drop editor that really anyone can use to get going with their email marketing. So that is fantastic. And I think it's, you know, really user friendly there. We have everything in house. Uh, that's the question we obviously get a lot from our clients, you know, is, you know, what assets are they going to have to provide to us? But we have absolutely every, everything in house. We have the designers, the copywriters and strategists. So we always say to our clients that they can be, you know, as involved as they want to be on the content side. So you know, if they have a blog and they're writing that regularly and they want, you know, snippets of that included in the email marketing, no problem. You know, if they have front-end assets that they're using for their front-end advertising that they want, you know, used, you know, if they're effective for email marketing, we've got no issues with that as well. And then, of course, you know, with other companies, you know, we do absolutely everything end-to-end, all the strategy, all of the design and all of the copywriting there. So we're more than capable of doing that. Um, and we always sort of frame it like that, that, you know, anything that they, do, that they do want to include, you know, if we feel it's going to be effective, we're happy to, to take that and use that in our email marketing. But we're more than happy to create all of the design and content you know, from scratch there. Obviously with Clavio, you we have a lot of automations. You talked about that. What, what are some really popular like one-off campaigns that you guys are doing for brands that you've seen work really well? Sure, sure. So I think, you know, a couple of uh, different strategies that we use. One is is doing an upsell campaign. So, you know, taking all the buyers of a particular product, you know, taking an upsell product and really framing that to them because you've taken a particular segment, you can really frame that in the copy. It doesn't have to be a very general campaign, just showing the product. You can reference the fact that they own this other product that they purchased this other product. You can reference the benefits of them together. And because of the relevance there and the hyper relevance, and you can put that into the subject line and everything that often gets, you know, really, really strong results there. The other thing that we often do with our pop-ups, because uh, our pop-ups are page specific, you know, we know which products they were looking at when they opted into the pop-up. So, you know, once a month, we can just round up all the subscribers who haven't made a purchase, but came through one of the pop-ups and then just send them more value out on that particular product that they were looking at, you know, potentially whether it's customer reviews, whether it's, you know, features that that product has, or whether it's value add on the brand, we can send those out. And that, that's really, really strong campaign to send because these are all people who are sort of on the edge of converting and you just need to walk them through, you know, why it's beneficial to them. And so that's really, really key there to sort of look at what are your value adds, what can you use in email marketing to really explain that. And that can be anything from free shipping to customer support, to product features, to payment plans, all these things that make purchasing easier and more comfortable for the customer are value adds that you should really be using in your email marketing. No, that makes sense. And it, it goes back to kind of what we said before, like if you have a really great pop or really great email that's tailored toward that customer at that right moment, it's a great yeah. offer. They want it. And I mean, I sign up for email lists all the time because I want like, and also people say like, Oh, I don't want to do like a discount code. I mean, I want 10% off. I want 20% off. I mean, why not? Why am I going to pay more? <laughs> Exactly. And I think with discount codes, it's a great, great point. 
we split test a lot with that because we don't want to give away profit that we don't have to give away, but you also got to get it right. So, you know, we'll often split test, you know, pop up, say with, with 10% and 5%. And if there's no difference to conversion rate, then yeah, we'll go with the 5% there because it's not actually affecting. And often that, that is the case, you know, discounts a discount and it's not actually affecting conversion rate that much, but occasionally, you know, using those is really powerful but i think it's just it's really about the way you present them the real crime uh is when someone offers a discount but they don't really present it in a great manner you might have seen those you know in emails i'll send you an email and there'll be a discount but it's not highlighted it's not clear to the customer it's not clear how to use it or what the call to action is and that's really the worst situation because you're, you're giving up value you're you're offering a, a discount there but you're not making the customer journey clear and how to use that so i think you know that's one of the worst sort of situations that we do see yeah sending these like sort of blanket email campaigns that just make no sense aren't segmented to everybody like it doesn't make sense and that's why that's why i think makes clavio powerful is because you do have these sort of funnels or essentially segments that you know where people are in that flow so things make sense to them so it that's why i feel like emails come even better because clavio has also made it easier us as marketers to really understand the user without having to like you know back in the day, just send a random campaign to everybody and be like, hopefully like, yeah, someone that purchased is going to see it. So that's good enough. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, with brands having a lot of products collections, it's really key to really think about that for your particular brand. You know, uh, we see, uh, you know, some of the bigger brands that, you know, have a ton of collections, say it's a fashion brand and they've got men's items and women's items. Like, you know, that's the number one rule there. You know, you've got to segment your group by what they purchased there and send them the right, you know, at least the right gender of clothes. Um, because just small things like that are going to make a huge difference to your conversion when you're sending a sale campaign. And, you know, people think, oh, okay, it's now, you know, now it's my Valentine's sale campaign. I can just blast that to the entire list. Yeah. Now, we still break up that sale campaign into segments, even though we're going to be sending a sale campaign to all of them, we will break it up and we'll change the copy and the image and everything to suit that segment more if you get what I mean, just so the messaging is just on point for that particular segment, even for something like a sale campaign or a holiday or something like that, just getting the messaging right for each section, you know, is going to make a massive difference to conversion overall. Totally makes sense. And one more question for you for today. What campaigns should people be running during this year? Obviously, there's the holiday ones, but are there some stuff that they could be doing? For me, it's, I'm mostly thinking about like, should brands make their own like holiday? You know, I feel like Amazon did this great job with Prime Day, right? Like that was not a yeah. thing a few years ago. Should brands do this? What are your thoughts and, you know, sort of your ideas there? Uh, that's funny. We we're actually talking about that in, in our team earlier today, that we've got a, a particular brand that we're working with at the moment. It's in a sort of recycling, sort of reusable, reusable sort of niche there. And it's really important to, to create, you know, a culture and, and around the email marketing and around the brand. Um, so yeah, I would 100% say things like making your own holidays is effective, uh, you know, coming up with a name for your subscribers or the way that you communicate with them. Uh, you know, one of the brands that we worked with in the pet niche, we always referred to, to their dogs or their cats, or we communicated as if it was the dog or the cat writing. And I know that sounds like ridiculous, but you know, for a passionate niche like that, it works really, really powerfully. Uh, and all these things, anything you, you can make people feel like they belong to something and make it, you know, that's going to really make it hyper relevant to them. And especially, you know, the more sort of obscure and passionate your niche is, the more you want to do that. And you want to include that in all your subject lines, in all your front end, in all of your sort of beginning, you know, first third of your emails, you want to make it really niche specific, because that's what's engaging them, you know what I mean? 
for example, if you've got, you know, a, a phishing campaign, you don't want to just put, you know, you'll see people put something like, you know, Black Friday sale, 30% off, you know, they're going to be getting hundreds of those. You need to make it about what they love because um, that's where it's going to really stand out. So that that's something we're really focusing on. And yeah, to answer your question, I would definitely recommend building that out. But, you know, if you're going to do that, it requires you to do that on both the back end and the front end. It's not effective to create sort of a back end design and feel and then send them to a website where that's not mimicked. So if you're going to go for a holiday, I would definitely recommend, you know, doing that the whole way through your your entire brand. So on your website, if you're going to be pushing out advertising, putting it into your front end advertising, just so the entire message is congruent there. And that's, you know, really, really important. You know, Black Friday is one of the biggest times of the year for us. And that's something that we really focus on is a congruent message and offer and, you know, design feel throughout all of the channels. And exactly what you're saying makes sense because what you're saying with email, we say to brands all the time with Facebook ads and sort of any sort of front end traffic, if you're promoting some sort of special, some sort of holiday, some sort of offer, the language needs to be like the same on the ad and as a landing page. And sometimes we're like, oh yeah, we'll just send it to the, the homepage. I'm like, no, like you need a special page for just this Valentine's Day holiday. Cause it makes sense. Like you want the, you want the hearts, you want the flowers for us too. We just need the conversion rate just be much higher when it's congruent. Yeah, definitely. It makes such a big difference to really get that right. And you know, one thing we often say, you know, to brands is you need to really think about, you know, optimizing for repeat purchases and, you know, a brand that people will return to because when people are building out their front end traffic, sometimes, you know, it's all about keeping that customer sort of into a box, you know, into a funnel through the product page into checkout and then purchase. But with repeat purchases, you know, you do need to build out things like your about us page, your homepage needs to be very, you know, clear and easy to navigate the website because that's where you're going to get higher AOV. People are going to search around and really explore your brand and your website. So that is really important. A lot of the times, you know, we've seen in the past, you know, people will have funnels, but they're not even like their website's not even connected. And like, it kind of works well for the, for the traffic, but like, there's no way to get from this product to that product. There's no way to sort of navigate the website easily. And when you're trying to drive subscribers back to a website, you do need to get that navigation and, you know, all of the content built out across the website. Yeah. Easy navigation, easy sort of finding of products or like even similar products definitely helps conversion rate. And like yeah. it's, it's similar to, I guess what we, I mean, you probably have the same issue. It's like, yeah, we have Facebook ads and you also have email marketing about 80 and 90% of the actual conversion happens on the website and us, we can't control that. So we can only get yeah. sometimes. So sometimes our campaigns are limited by how much other people or the brand owners want to change because we'll, we'll be like, Hey, look, this didn't work that well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that's something we've been building out in our agency uh, in the long term. You know, we've been doing a lot of auditing for our clients and helping them, you know, with things that aren't even in our initial service with them, like their product descriptions, their website and stuff, because we want their email marketing to work. We want them to stay, you know, we want them to be long-term profitable clients. We want it to work for them. And like you said, leaving all of that out of our control, when you can see things that are an issue, it can be can be obviously frustrating because, no matter how much traffic you drive back to it, unless that's formatted correctly and optimized correctly, you're not going to get this, the conversions and the return that you want. No, totally makes sense. Okay, James, we're about to wrap this up. Can you tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about you and also in case they want to maybe work with you? Yeah, sure. If you head over to undergroundecom.com, you can check out uh, our website, all of our case studies and everything there. Uh, and you can easily fill out a form to, to contact us or jump on our Calendly link there. Oh, perfect. Thank you, James. Everybody, please go to Underground Ecom. I'll link them in the show notes if anybody needs it. 
James, I really appreciate your time. I learned a lot about email marketing and it just sort of really reiterated sort of some of the thoughts that I've had for the brands you work with and even some of my own, our own brands that we do email marketing for. Awesome, Kevin. Yeah, it's been fantastic being on and having this chat with you. It's been awesome learning about what you guys are doing on that front as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, James. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.